Hi, and welcome to The Property Pod. My name's Libby, and today I'm joined by April from Scrat and Bland. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thanks for having me. And um, she's a commercial insurance account executive with Scrat and Bland, and today we're going to be discussing insurance for homeowners and sort of the basics of that. So welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And um, April, tell me a bit about Scrat and Bland then. So um, I'll give you a bit of history first. That's always quite interesting, isn't it? So um, Scrat and Bland was founded by... Alfred Scrutton and Frank Bland Mm -hmm. all the way back to 1919 which was just after the Great War Mm -hmm. so at the time um, both of these founders realised there was a huge market for tax advice and insurance Mm -hmm. because of obvious reasons and um, generally I feel like because of like the COVID-19 pandemic and everything like that that need is still very much in demand today yeah Um, so Scrutton and Bland were obviously a brokerage we're quite a big brokerage and so we offer Things all the way from uh, business consultancy, all the way up to accountancy, and um, I'm obviously on the insurance team. So we do business insurance, property owners, travel, home, motor, you name it. There's probably not an insurance product out there we don't actually do. Oh wow! Okay. So obviously we do provide a really personal and professional service to every client. Yeah. Okay. Good to hear. And um, what insurance policies should people consider? Do you think when they're moving into their new home? Um, So it really does depend on the type of property they're moving into. So if they're just moving into a standard house, you know, detached, semi-detached, that they own all together, so they own the buildings and everything that's inside it, Mm -hmm. then you want to go for um, a personal household combined policy, which gives you your buildings and your contents. And I always encourage clients to um, add personal possessions cover on because not a lot of people know this, but... You can actually get cover for like things you carry on an everyday basis, but outside of your home. Oh, right. Okay. So like your iPhones, iPads, everything that you take with you basically, because you'd be surprised, you know, the amount of people that go out and don't realize that the things that they're carrying aren't necessarily insured. So I do always encourage my clients to put just a little bit on. It doesn't always, you know, inflate the premium a huge amount. So it's always worth it in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, if, if it's a standard home, go for a, a buildings and contents policy combined. It's going to be more cost effective than doing them separately because mm-hmm. some clients actually do have them insured separately. You're paying two premiums. If you're going for a brokerage, you're probably paying two admin fees as well. Mm-hmm. So I always advise doing a combined policy. The only sort of scenario where you're not going to need both is if you're owning a flat or you're moving into a flat because you don't own the building you don't have insurable interest in it therefore you're not financially responsible for anything that happens to the building as a whole so you only need contents okay and um what is the difference between content and building insurance so the best way to describe it is actually how it was described to me you know eight years ago when I started working in insurance basically if you have a house pick it up tip it upside down <laughs> everything that falls out is your contents everything that stays is your buildings okay it's really so, interesting i didn't even know you could do like insurance for like that sort of small of an item like if iphones that, mm-hmm. etc that's really cool yeah definitely on um standard household insurance it's actually quite common for your iphones and everything to be included already as standard because obviously insurers know that that's what every single person who has insurance yeah. <laughs> probably owns um, but it's always best to check policy wording because it's not always included. So obviously that's something that you, you need to look a little bit deeper into. But it generally doesn't cost much if you ever want to add that onto your policy. OK, 
Okay, great. And um, if I have a mortgage, will my mortgage provider require me to have building insurance and will they arrange this for me? So again, um, it goes back to the other question. It depends on if you're buying a house or if you're buying a flat. Um, with a flat, obviously you're not going to need buildings insurance, but they do want to see that you've got some sort of insurance in place. Mm-hmm. Buildings, obviously, yes, they do. Um, this is sort of like a personal link. I've just bought my first home. It's a masonette. I don't need buildings cover because I don't own the building as a whole. There's someone who lives above me who rents. I own. Um, it's an ex-council place, so obviously the council are responsible for the buildings. Um, so I only needed contents, but my mortgage company did want to see that I had that in place. Okay, great. And um, if I'm renting a property, what type of insurance cover do I need and what does my landlord and I need as a cover for that? So if you're renting, you just need contents cover. Mm-hmm. Um I would check that the contents cover does cover you for anything that you might place into the property that's of high value. Mm-hmm. So your things like your washing machines, your beds, everything like that, that doesn't necessarily come with the place. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes mm-hmm. it comes unfurnished. Okay. If you're lucky enough, it will yeah. come furnished. <laughs> you don't have to worry. Um, and if you're a landlord, you have to have a property owner's policy in place. So that will cover you for the type of tenant that you've got in the property. And it will cover you as a landlord for the buildings cover as well. Okay, great. And do you require insurance if the property is empty? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as far as I'm aware, it's not compulsory insurance, but I would never advise a client to leave a property uninsured. It's a huge risk. Mm-hmm. So when um, a property is empty, a lot of clients tend to have the mindset of, well, it's empty, so nothing's going to happen to it. Yeah. No, that's not the case at all because subsidence still happens, flood still happens, storm damage happens, and mm. they are huge claims. If a property is not insured, it's going to cost you a lot of money yeah. to financially get back to where you were before. Oh, wow. Okay. And would a standard content and building insurance policy be suitable for a second home? Um, Yes and no. I actually had this query the other day from a client who I put on cover. Um, He owned a second home in Norfolk. Mm -hmm. He only ever used it for um, him and his wife just to visit Norfolk every so often. It was never really unoccupied for more than 60 days at a time, which insurers really like. Um, so if you're only using it as a genuine second home that only you and your family visit, Hmm. you're not like financially gaining from it then most of the time a standard household would be okay mm-hmm. as long as you sort of declare to the insurer what it's being used for it's not going to be occupied 365 days of the year it is being used as a second home slash holiday home sort of thing mm-hmm. um so yes sometimes it is sometimes it's not the only sort of scenario when it wouldn't be is if you were commercially letting out the property so say you decided to use it as an airbnb that wouldn't be standard household. You would need a commercial policy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what type of insurance should a business owner have? So, again, it really does depend on the sort of business that they have. Um, but we'll just go sort of standard scenario. So I would always advise doing public and products liability. That's a must. Because um, people are always dealing with the public, even when they think they're not, they are. Yeah. Um, employers are employers liability if they've got employees mm-hmm. including themselves um because sometimes the directors go on the payroll so that covers them for that and uh, legal expenses i always advise clients to get legal expenses mm-hmm. and um it's probably not as popular as it should be but professional indemnity so a lot of um it doesn't tend to be a thing for 
sort of small businesses so your tradesmen so your builders and your plumbers etc it doesn't necessarily tend to be like they don't need a massive business package because they sort of work for themselves so they wouldn't need employer's liability it really does depend on the demands and needs of the business itself mm-hmm. so like a business package would also give you if required if you own the building that you obviously trade from you would need buildings cover mm. you'd also need contents cover for things like computers um or even if you have a vehicle that you use to sort of like collect and deliver goods you would need goods and transit cover it's an ever sort of mm. ending list but it really does depend on um, the business itself, obviously the demands and needs of the business. But in a short answer, I would say PL and EL, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I always put on legal expenses because you never know you never when know. you're going to need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I suppose there's a lot to think about, like, you know, and especially like, I suppose if it's working from home, would you sort of suggest anything in particular there for insurance? From so um, a lot of insurers now do working from home packages, mm-hmm. which actually... Um, Obviously, you do cover your equipment that you use every day. Um, it's not necessarily a big insurance risk because it most of the time it is just someone with a laptop. Mm. Um, but it will cover them, um, for instance, if they have any clients come to their house for any reason. Um, and like I said, just their genuine computer equipment that they use. And if needed, they would have like some sort of cyber protection as well just to make mm. sure that obviously data protection is being kept where it should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. And um, why do you think first-time buyers should get life insurance? This is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually one that good, I, good. <laughs> I didn't even realise, you know, before I purchased my first time that we needed. Mm. So it's the whole sort of purpose of a life insurance policy is if you've got a beneficiary, so for example, it's my partner that I live with, mm. he's my beneficiary, um, he would get a part of my mortgage or all of my mortgage if in the likely event, unfortunate event that I pass away mm. before obviously the mortgage is up. So it's that financial stability that if you, you know, unfortunately do pass before your time or before the mortgage is supposed to be paid off, your partner wouldn't financially struggle because they would they would pay off the mortgage mm. for you or at least part of the mortgage. It, it depends on what you actually put down. Mm. But um, okay. yeah, no, it's just... In a nutshell, it's financial stability for whoever you leave behind, basically. Yeah. Okay. And can I still get life insurance if I have a pre-existing health condition? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, again, from a personal point of view, I have medical conditions. I have asthma, for example. Mm. Um, and they also ask you your family history as well. So if you've got, you know, mum or dad that's had medical conditions, I wondered whether or not that would bump my premium up. Definitely not. They're actually quite um, lenient in terms of medical conditions but don't ever be put off by life insurance because you have pre-existing medical problems it's not you know it's not ever an issue not in my experience anyway mm. okay great well thanks so much for all of that it's very informational <laughs> thanks for coming on thank you <laughs> and um for all you guys at home if you did enjoy this episode and found it useful please don't forget to like share and subscribe and we'll see you next time